The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Invite you into our gathering tonight. We ask that you speak to our hearts once again. You touch us one and all. Let this time of worship and prayer and fellowship at your feet. Let it be a time that adds value to our lives. Have your way in our midst, we pray. Touch us one and all. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and we have worshipped. And the people of God shouted a louder, Amen. Hallelujah. If you can, just say hello to someone and then you can be seated in God's presence. You are all welcome. And those of you that are joining us online, you are welcome as well. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. And I'm better. Hallelujah. Everything that God brought us through, and God is still taking us through, is to make us stronger, better, and wiser. And um, just to be a better version of who we used to be. Uh, like the scripture says, the path of the just shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Hallelujah. And that will be our portion, one and all in Jesus' name. I welcome you um, to tonight's midweek service. Like we announced on Sunday, this month of May, we want to focus on the works of our hands. God wants us to excel in the work of our hands, to be stronger, to be wiser, to be better, to be fruitful, to be more fruitful, I will say, more productive. Glory be to God. And in this season of multiple harvests, we will also have amazing harvests concerning the work of our hands. Glory, glory be to God. I believe um, Pastor Jimmy's Tewe, he was with us last Sunday. He got us started on a very, very good track. And we're just going to um, continue from there. Let's look at um, Proverbs chapter 3 or Proverbs chapter 16. I want to give us a couple um, of building blocks tonight where the work of our hands is, is concerned. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. I want to start with that text. Proverbs 16 and verse 3. Commit the works of your hands or commit your works to the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Praise God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 37 verse 5 has a very, very similar sentiment. Proverbs 37 and verse 5. Commit your way, hallelujah, to the Lord. So um, chapter 16 tells us to commit our works. Um, that is what you are doing. Um, your job, your business, your career. And like I said on Sunday, when we really refer to works of our hands, it goes just beyond the things that we get income from. I mean, if you're a student, the works of your hands is your academics. We can apply that to the students among us as well. Um, it can include a project you are on. It can include a family you are raising. Um, anything you are, you are spending your effort in, your time, your resources, it it's falls under this category of the works of your hands. 
And the admonition of scripture here is we should commit what we are doing unto the Lord. And then in, uh, in Psalms 37, he now says the way. So it's not just what you are doing. The scripture is admonishing us to commit to God. The way we go about what we are doing is also very important. But the goal is the same. It says commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And that's the first place I want to come to tonight. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. I want to tell everyone again and encourage everyone, even for someone that may, perhaps you are here tonight, um, you are out of a job, as it were, or um, you, you don't have something you are doing right now, I want you to hear very carefully the things we are talking about tonight because God also has you in mind. God has you in mind. There's no one that God wants, particularly someone that is of age, that um, God has not planned for you to have something worthwhile that you're doing. Hallelujah. Something that brings you a level of joy, a level of fulfillment, a level of satisfaction, and a level of fruitfulness. And when the scriptures start talking to us like this, um, it's showing us the building blocks we need to put in place. The, the foundation we need to have in place so that the things we are doing can get us the results we want at the end of the day. Hallelujah. That's um, Psalm 37 verse 5 says, he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So you want to see something, you want to achieve something, you want to arrive somewhere, you are not yet there. What the scripture is talking about is as you start your journey or as you go on in your journey, learn to commit what you are doing and the way that you are approaching what you are doing into God's hands. And really and truly what is being addressed here is to encourage you to trust God. I love something very powerful Pastor Jimmy said on Sunday that it's a process it's a process to arrive at where you want to arrive, to become who you want to become. Specifically, there was talking about becoming that seven-star worker. It's not just a matter of I came for a conference, I came for a service, or I did one particular thing um, alone, and I, all of a sudden, I became that seven-star worker. Even if that happens, and that can happen, God can do that. We are not discounting the fact that God can do that. We are just pointing out that that will not be the way God does it for most people. But even if that happens, that one time like that, God just brings you to the place where you wanted to be, you have to sustain that level that God has brought you to. And also, you still need to make progress from that place. So these things we are teaching about understanding how the process works is so vital. Glory be to God. And it takes us, the key word here is for us to trust God. I want to talk on two main pillars tonight that will help us to excel where the work of our hands is concerned. Now, all through this month, we are going to talk about many other things that will make us very successful in what we are doing. We need to talk about skill. We need to talk about talent. We need to talk about knowledge. We need to talk about know-how. And I'm sure in the, in the um, different teachings and some of the discussion panels we are going to have and probably workshops 
we are putting in place. We want to use this month of May to help everyone be better concerning whatever it is you are doing. And even if you are still looking for something, believing God for something, you should also understand how to make this a reality in your life. It starts by you putting your trust and confidence in God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God, I trust you. Now, I know we are Christians, and of course, it's expected of us to trust God. But I'm talking about you understanding the necessity of you really putting your trust and your confidence in God. And particularly when we are in shaky times, difficult times, the need to trust God is so, so, so important. Often in church, we've talked about Isaac's testimony that was recorded in Genesis 26. And I don't want to open um, to that text again this morning. I believe most of us are familiar with it. Where the Bible records was there was a famine in the land, different from the famine that, that took place in the days of his father, Abraham. And Isaac had it in, in his mind to go down to Egypt, just like his father, Abraham, did. But then God came to him and God spoke to him. And this is where you really begin to understand what we are talking about, trusting God and the importance of it. And God said, don't go from where you are. Stay in this place. Where he was didn't look like a place where God was going to prosper the work of his hands. If that was the case, he wouldn't want to go to Egypt. And when we talk about that example, we liken it to our situation here in Nigeria. Where if you will talk to the average Nigerian, and for good reason, for good reason, the average person will want to go to a developed country. But there are all these countries that are now, that want skilled workers to come to their country. Place where there's a better economy, better infrastructure, better security. That allure is there, things that are pulling you to live where you are, to go to another place. It can be to leave a job. It's not just relocating out of the country. To leave a job you are doing to go to another job. Maybe they're offering you better pay. Or they're offering you better um, perks and other better benefits. Or a particular business or trade you are doing. Maybe it's going through a rough patch. And someone now comes to you and tells you, ah, this is what is selling in town now. And the temptation to leave what you are doing, to abandon what you are doing, the works you are doing, and the way that you are going, there's a real temptation before you to abandon that thing, to go on to something else. These are things we face or we are going to face in our journey of life, particularly dealing with the works of our hands. But then, trusting in the Lord now comes into play. Because if Isaac did not have this foundation in place that I'm talking about, where he trusted God, trusted God enough, number one, to be able to hear the voice of God and to be interested in hearing the voice of God. God, what are you saying? This door has opened up to me. Or I want this door to open for me. I mean, last month, my friend went to Canada. 
Two months ago, my brother went. Me too, I want to go. And some people are at a place, please hear me and hear me very well, where they don't understand the place of building or having this block in place where their trust is in God. It doesn't even matter. They are not even interested in consulting God or not wanting to hear what God is saying. Isaac was in a position where he could hear what God was saying for him. And when the word of the Lord came, interestingly, it was different from what he had in mind. Don't go. Glory be to God. Is somebody here with us tonight? Those of you that are streaming at home, are you here with us? Don't stay where you are. And I will bless you. When God told him to stay, God had not blessed him. He had not seen that hundredfold return. That the scripture now told us he got at the end of the year. He had not seen it. What kept him? Trust. It wasn't just enough that he had the word of the Lord. Somebody else can hear that kind of word from God. But where trust is deficient. You don't value the place of trusting God. Or understand the place of trusting God. You are now making decisions based on what you know. Or the temporal circumstances that are around you. There's a better way. Glory be to God. Trust. Proverbs chapter 3. Look at this text with me as well. This one is very important. And this hits the nail on the head. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. I want to preach that loud and clear to everyone that will hear me this evening. Trust in the Lord concerning the work of your hands. Concerning the kind of results you want to get. The fruitfulness you want to see. The pillar you need to have in place. A foundation you need to work on is to put your confidence, your trust in God. How? With all your heart. And specifically, it tells you don't lean on your own understanding. It's not telling you not to have understanding. It's not telling you not to make your own calculations in your own strength. But don't depend on that. That cannot get you the kind of results you want to get at the end of the day. Part of trusting God is for us to realize that our understanding is limited. Isaac, by, based on his understanding, Egypt is where to go. And I'm sure if you sat Isaac down and had a heart-to-heart conversation with him, he can give you several reasons why I should go to Egypt. And I'm sure at the top of that list, that's what my father did, and it worked for my father. And I'm the seed of Abraham. And Abraham's blessings are mine. You know how you can use scriptures to, <laughs> to support what you want to say. But as long as all you are doing, please hear me very well, because this is what we're establishing here, is in that scope of my own understanding alone, it's not enough. The better way to do it is to have your own understanding, nothing wrong with that. And you now take it before God and keep telling God, Lord, my trust is in you. You are my hope without you. Never would have made it without you. God loves to hear things like that. Glory be to God. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. So you see what the two script, other scriptures are talking about, our works and our ways. 
Sometimes people can even go to God and get the plan from God. Okay, this is the industry I want you to do. This is the ministry I'm calling you to. This is the job for you. This is the business. The work is settled. The way is not what is where the problem is. The way. How are you going about what you are doing? And sometimes that's where we need to go back to God and find out from him how. In all your ways. Somebody say my works and my ways. I can't hear you. My works and my ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I, I love this text. Psalms 37 verse 23. And this one scripture we should hold on. I mean, one of the main things Pastor Jimmy was telling us we should. And it actually connects to something I had said before. I said in difficult times our biggest anchor is the promises of God. That's what we hold on to. And then he started talking about meditation. And what are we to meditate on? The promises of God for us. So Psalms 37 verse 23, just to tie up everything we've been saying here so far, the steps of it, this is why you should trust God. Look at the promise God has made to you. The steps of a good man. That good man there is talking about a righteous man. Someone in right standing with God. Someone that has favor with God. Someone that has peace with God. Someone that has a relationship. You and I, God's children, your steps are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. And he delights in your way. My steps are ordered. The, the things I'm doing, the steps I'm taking. And God delights in my way. So that's why I should put my trust in him. So that he can keep ordering my steps and keep guiding me in my way. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Father, I trust you. I want you to make that declaration. If you need to shut your eyes for a moment, do that. Say, Lord, I trust you. Whatever it is I'm going through right now, whatever is happening, come on, let me hear you. Say, whatever is happening concerning the works of my hands, I put my trust and my confidence in you and you alone. Hallelujah. Build that. Build that. And, and the things we talk a lot about in church, like the meditation in the God's promises that we are talking about, you can take some of these scriptures I've, I'm sharing with us today about God promising to order your steps, to direct you, and receive them for yourself. Meditate on them. Confess them. The confessions we make over the church, the, the, the promises you have found for yourself in God's word. That the Spirit of God led you to, that God used to tell you that this is what I have in store for you. you. You use it to build that trust and confidence in God. So that when the instruction of God comes to you, don't go to this place or go to this place. Don't do this deal or do this deal. You will have that confidence that God has my back. Hallelujah. That is so, so, so important where we are dealing with the works of our hands and succeeding where the works of our hands are concerned. Praise God, praise God, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give God praise tonight. Just give him praise where you are. Lord, my trust and my confidence is in you. My trust and my confidence is in you. Hallelujah. Now, this is the second building block I think we need. And as I said, I want to talk on two things. And the second one is the peace of God. 
Somebody say the peace of God. Hallelujah. The peace of God right there in, in, in our hearts. The, the peace of God. So Jesus came and Jesus declared that my peace I live with you. My peace. Glory be to God. Just give me a second please. My peace I live with you. And that's so vital. In, in, in difficult times, in challenging times where we want to get results, one of the things we need to guide us to help us to navigate what we are going through is the peace that comes from him and comes from him alone. John chapter 14, let me start with that. Go to John 14 verse 27. John 14 verse 27. Hallelujah. Let not your heart be troubled. Hmm. Praise God. Help me tell anybody tonight, let not your heart be troubled. Rest in the peace. Hear me and hear me very. Rest in the peace that God gives. And you are really going to get this again by you holding on to the promises of God to us. John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives peace or my, my peace I give to you that in me you may know peace. Sorry, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And I, I, this really addresses people that maybe something has happened that is causing a major shaking. Perhaps you lost a job. Perhaps something happened in the industry that you are in or the company you are in. Um, was it last Sunday that someone gave an example? You hear that, ah, they are laying off so many people in the office. The board has said they are going to lay off 200 people. Let not your heart be troubled. Even if a letter comes to you and tells you that you are one of the people that was laid off, let not your heart be troubled. Whatever is causing a shaking or causing rumbling, it has not changed the fact that God still wants you to prosper where the works of your hands are concerned. Can I hear a loud amen? It doesn't change the fact that God still has great plans for you. God has still planned multiple harvests for you. Anything that happens that may want to cause a shaking, you did a business deal or an investment and it didn't work out the way you expected it to work out and you lost a lot of money, you come back to a world like this, let not your heart be troubled. My peace, I live with you. It's a founding block. Just like trust is so vital, you are trusting God, you can't be a nervous wreck. You can't be someone that is so fearful or so intimidated and you're expecting God to bring you into the promise he has in store for you. No. You've got to embrace peace. And I love what Jesus was saying here that my peace I give to you, not as the world gives peace. There's a way the world can assure peace. Through natural things, maybe plenty money or give you a security guard. Or anything that you can see, you can touch, you can feel. Jesus is saying, the way I'm going to give you my peace is not the way the world gives you peace. The way I'm going to give you peace and assurance is through my word. I'm going to give you my word. You hold on to it. Hallelujah. 
Let not your heart be troubled. You are going to hear negative news that will cause you to shake. Let not your heart be troubled. Look at John 16, 33. Similar verse. These things I've spoken to you and all the things he spoke to them. And this place, we can say the word that he has given unto us. These things I've spoken to you that in me, hallelujah, you will have peace. Somebody say, I have peace in Jesus. Come on, declare it. I have peace in Jesus. In him, I have peace. Hallelujah. You are struggling to sleep at night. You are struggling to relax. Get promises like this. I'm going to show you a few more. And meditate on them. Claim them for yourself. And beyond just meditating on them and claiming them for yourself, understand that these are pillars you need to stand on for you to see God's blessing where the work of your hands are concerned. Be at rest. Embrace his peace. Let not your heart be troubled. Glory be to God. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Hallelujah. I have overcome the world. Praise God, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. There's something powerful about just resting in the peace that God gives. I love the way Philippians says it. Philippians 4, 7 calls it the peace that passes all understanding. What does that mean? Peace that goes beyond all understanding. In other words, there may be natural reasons for you to be afraid. Are you hearing me tonight? There may be natural reasons for you to worry. There may be natural reasons for you to not be able to sleep. But you come back to God's word and you hold on to his peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. And the peace, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, the latter part. And I want, I'm, I'm going to read this in the Amplified. There's something the Amplified says I want to um, talk about. But let, let's just read it in New King James first. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You give it to us in the Amplified. That Philippians 4, 7. Please watch something powerful the Amplified says. And the peace of God, the peace that reassures the heart. Hallelujah. That peace which transcends all understanding. That peace which stands guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Glory be to God. What does it mean when he said it stands guard over your hearts and mind? One translation, I believe, says it's like, it stands like a garrison, guard over your heart. Why, listen, please, this is very, very important. Why must I be at peace where the work of my hands is concerned? Why must I be able to rest and not allow myself to be overly worried, overly troubled, even when there are things that are causing me to shake? Because it's when I'm at peace, please hear this and hear this very well, and when I'm at rest, the direction of God can come to me. The direction that God is giving, the instruction that God is giving. It's not that God doesn't give some people direction or instruction. It's that they are so overly worried, overly stressed, overly anxious, that even when the word of the Lord comes to them, they are too worried to hear it and to receive it. 
That guidance that the peace of God gives, hallelujah, it, it can't do his work. He said it, it mounts guard or it's like a guard over our hearts. There are certain things that should be shut out from your heart. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And it's the peace of God that provides that guard and security for you. When you are at peace. Why am I at peace? Because of what God said. Hallelujah. He is not blind to all the challenges we face. We said the other day that he is a high priest that is easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And he's telling us, I, I give you my peace. I give you my peace. Don't be troubled. Don't be alarmed. Hallelujah. I think it was, um, yeah, I heard something on the radio today. I, had, I think I saw it. No, I, didn't, I saw it as a headline. That some of the telecommunication companies, they are talking about raising tariffs. And it was, I won't mention the margin, but one high margin like that. I mean, we're going to hear things like that. And they linked it to all the things that is happening, high cost of business in the country, the war going in Ukraine, cost of power, cost of doing business. And there's a way you can hear these things. Maybe the first time you heard it, it did not bother you. But you, I mean, and you, you can't live in this world where some of these things will not come to your notice or attention. I, I shared this story several years ago, or some time ago, when we were believing God for children. And I remember the first time that the doctors confirmed to us that, hey, there are challenges about why you can't have children. I mean, we had waited several years. And I remember the first time the doctor said that, I'm telling you, it didn't even bother. I just shook it off. I mean, if God be for me, who can be against me? God is my strength. I mean, the, 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 the word of God was, was born in. Please talk. I'm talking to you about ensuring that you are standing in a place of peace. But as time went on, one year, two years, three years, I will never forget the day I came home one day. I can't even remember the negative report I had. Maybe something happened, and maybe my wife said ah, um, she saw her period or something like that. I can't remember what happened. And that day, for the first time, and I knew it. I actually felt afraid or concerned. Hey, we may never have children. It had never happened before that day. Years had gone by. Over time, I just felt, ah. And thank God I knew what to do. Because when that feeling came up, it was as if one cold chill just came upon me that what God had promised me was not going to happen. I don't know whether you have been there before. When you feel those kind of sensation or you notice you're in that state where your faith work with God is concerned, you need to run, I need some peace. I need the peace of God that passes all understanding. Where even though four years, five years, ten years have gone by, the promise of God to me has not yet happened, I still have a strong level assurance that what God has said, God is going to bring to pass in my life. Am I making sense to you this morning? You need that level of peace at work in your life. On one hand, you need to be really confident, trust God, lean on him and not just your own understanding. Very, very vital. And the second pillar I want to give to you tonight is be at peace. Don't look for natural, physical things alone to give you peace. And what that means is if the natural, physical things are not there, your peace is not troubled. Am I making sense to you? Let it be like a guard over your heart. 
And it will also help you to experience guidance. Praise God. Watch Isaiah 32 verse 17 again. And I love this. I love this. This is really what we are talking about. Isaiah 32 from verse 17. Glory, glory, glory be to God. The walk of righteousness will be peace. Hallelujah. The walk, in other words, if I am in right standing with God, somebody shout, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can't hear you say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You need to believe that. You need to understand that we are not going in depth in that. But you have right standing with God. You are a child of God. God is not angry with you. God loves you. God favors you. God is kind towards you. You are in a right relationship with him. That righteousness, that right standing, it produces something. There's an effect it brings. It ought to make you be able to stand in peace. Be at peace. Be at rest. Not because all the money you have is in your account. Not because everything is going the way you want it to go. You may not have seen the children yet. But the walk of being in right standing with God is peace. So the moment you see that your peace is no longer there. You are afraid. You are anxious. You are worried. You are overly troubled. That means righteousness is not doing his work. And what Jesus was telling you there is, I give you my peace. Why? You are my friends. You are my brothers. You are my children. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. There will be tribulation. I mean, I'm bringing this into the main thing we are discussing tonight. We are talking about the works of our hands. There may be challenges in your business, but don't let it rob you of your peace. Hallelujah. Don't let it rob you of your peace. The walk of righteousness will be peace. I love this. He said it another way here. The effect, and this is really what he's telling us, telling us here. If you are in right standing with God, if you are the righteousness of God, the effect of that righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. Hallelujah. That means you should be able to sleep at night. That means like Jesus your boat may be going through a storm. Glory be to God. And everybody else thinks we are going to die. But you can still lay quietly on a pillow and experience quietness and assurance. For how long? Forever. Hallelujah. I mean, this, this is what we should stand on. We are not saying the challenges are not there. We are not saying there is no storm. We are not even saying that people are not afraid of losing their lives. But you, you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he now says this, look at verse 18, and this is the promise. This is what we should meditate on. And this is what the peace of God, if we allow ourselves to build on it, this is what it will deliver. This is what it will deliver for us. This way it will guide us to. We are not there yet. But if we allow the peace of God that passes all understanding to reign in our hearts, this is where it's going to bring us to. This is what God wants for us concerning the works of our hands. And of course, every other aspect of our lives. What will it do for us? My people, please watch this because this is really what we are dealing with in our world today. 
my people. Somebody say, I'm God's child. And I'm one of God's people. What is the promise? What is the destination for us? My people shall dwell in peaceable habitation and in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring you into a place of peace. A place of rest. Verse 19. Though watch while how we, when we are going to be dwelling in peace. And this peace is part of our prosperity. It's part of the success and the victory we want to see. Though hail comes down on the forest and the city is brought low in humiliation. In other words, there may be destruction going all around. We are hearing rumors of negative things here and there. But God's promise to us. Somebody say God's promise to me. It's for me to have peace. Hallelujah. And that peace, if it's in my heart, it will bring me to what? Peaceful habitation. Glory be to God. Secure dwellings. Hallelujah. And quiet resting places. Hallelujah. That's what God wants, even concerning the works of our hands. In the midst of all the shakings that may be going on, glory be to God. Your own job, your own business will still be prospering. Hallelujah. There will still be security. There will still be peace. Glory be to God. Because that's what God has in store for you. But, but stand on these two foundations. Hallelujah. One, I trust him. Hallelujah. Remember Job. He said, though he slay me, I will still trust him. Glory, glory be to God. Somebody declare with me tonight, no matter what I'm going through, whether I can explain it or I can't explain it, I will still trust God. I will trust him. Hallelujah. I will trust him. And I'm not going to be trusting God and I'm anxious and I'm afraid and I'm worried and I can't sleep. My blood pressure is going through the roof. Mm -mm. Please, when you see any of those symptoms beginning to manifest in your life, take time. Praise God. Take time. Go and meditate on God's word to you concerning peace. Because that peace in your heart is supposed to bring you into a peaceful resting place at the end of the day. Where everything is just working out good. Even though every other thing is falling. He said, though the city is brought to ruin. We as people, glory be to God. We will dwell in peaceable habitations. We will have quiet resting places. We will have secure dwellings. What does that mean? It will be well with us. We will have rest round about. Hallelujah. Because God is the one making it happen for us. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet with us tonight. Lift those hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.